Hello and welcome to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. This is the weekend edition, is what we're going to call it, that we're going to do. 350. Yes, we're going to be doing this uh, because there's a lot of books out and we want to cover some of the smaller books uh, as well. Now, this week, it's going to be a little different because we did. We we decided this past episode to do a lot of number ones. And they weren't really that great. Uh, you know, they were okay. Uh, yeah. But because of that, we ended up skipping four of the big books of the weekend and books that we have continued to cover. So we decided we're going to start this weekend one. But this, back, yeah. yeah, this is a little switcheroo. Usually we will do the bigger books on a Wednesday night and then we'll come back on the weekend for the smaller ones, maybe even cover some that we normally wouldn't. Yeah, uh, we'll or see. Maybe how. the lapsed ones will peek back at. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Something like that, something that me and you can catch up, kind of go. And we're going to also do things a little bit different. But first, I'll tell you, you can find us on Twitter at WS Marvel Comics. But I'm also going to give out an email address. And to change things up, we want this weekend show to be a little bit different than the other show. So we're actually going to take some email. Something that we may uh, yell about later. We yeah, may yeah. Uh, get upset that we do that. But yes, here is the email address. It's very easy if you are familiar with the other DC Comics podcast email. Because it's pretty much the same. But this is Weird Science Marvel Comics at gmail.com. So it's pretty easy. Again, Weird Science Marvel Comics at gmail.com. And what I like about the having these two shows and having the weekend one is you can listen to the Wednesday show get mad at us, and then email and yell <laughs> at us on the, the weekend. weekend. Yeah. So the weekend can be where you yell at us, things like that. But also, we're going to do a little bit of news for this other extra show. And so I'm going to start that off with the news of the week, starting with Conan coming to the Marvel Universe <laughs> big time. Marvel Comics wasn't going to let this chance go by. Now that they've reacquired the license, the classic barbarian character Conan, they're bringing him to the Marvel Universe during the Avengers No Road Home storyline starting in March by Al Ewing, Mark Wade, and Jim Zub, with art by Sean Azaski. Azaxi and Paco Medina. And I, I think this is nonsense. I, yeah, I really I do don't. Too. Yeah. I, 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 when I found it right away earlier in the week, I just responded to you with two words like, this is dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Three why words? do this? You're bringing Conan back. Just keep him by himself for a while. Yeah. Keep him in his whole deal. But yeah, they want to kind of push That's way more appealing that. to me than... Uh, yeah. You know, bringing him over and dealing with Iron Man. Yeah. Let's say, you yeah. Know? No, I, I'm looking forward to the Conan books. I'm not looking forward to this. And I'll tell you, I'm not really looking forward to Avengers No Road Home either. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, we'll be talking about an Al Ewing book tonight. We'll be talking about a Mark Wade book tonight. Jim Zub, I can't stand. Yeah. Uh, he treated me like a jerk online, so sure. I will never sure like thing, him. Yeah. Al Ewing has blocked us. So I, I shouldn't like no him reason, either. For, we think for somebody we follow, possibly. Yeah, yeah. And Mark Wade, I, I just don't really like in general, which happens to go uh, hand in hand with the Doctor Strange book as well. But yeah, those three are really uh, not my favorite guys. Uh, so I'm not going to say that I am excited to read that. And I have made, I actually made a uh, pretty much a commitment in my mind to never read or cover a Jim Zub book again in my life. And I, I might have to stick with that. It's good he's only what? What's he doing right now? He, he does Champions was his big yeah. one. But he was also doing uh, a bunch of things non-Marvel as well uh, oh, okay. that I have just stayed away from. He does the D&D books. 
uh, I believe at IDW, uh, recently uh, co-writing the Rick and Morty slash Dungeons and Dragons book, I think it was. I didn't know I, I, I was doing that. That's in my wheelhouse. I'm out. I'm not gonna. I'm yeah. not dealing with him. He was a jerk yeah. to me. I mean, a real I, I jerk. I like to peek at that Rick and Morty book sometimes. Yeah, because you know you don't get a whole lot of the show apparently. Anyway. No, no, they 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 take seven years between <laughs> you know seasons. But that that book's weird. And uh, recently, and in fact, over at the Patreon, which we don't mention a lot on this, but I'll mention it if you want to support us for this podcast and the DC Comics podcast, and got a lot of other shows, including uh, pop culture stuff. You know, comics that just aren't just DC as well. You can go over to patreon.com slash weird science. And what why I'm mentioning it is I have an other review show and I have a review coming up of the Pickle Rick uh, <laughs> issue. They had a one and done Pickle Rick oh, issue. Okay. One and, done. That's and it pretty much is the exact episode of the show, but with odd changes that really? make it worse uh, it's it's really weird it was really yeah. on but you know, they, I, some of the weirdness to that comic is it, just like the voices are a big appeal yeah, to the show you yeah. find out when you're and then you don't book. have it you know you yeah. don't have poopy butthole yeah. uh you have here uh continuing it all starts when the scarlet witch enters the hyborian age and continues when the avengers take their fight to the queen of the night reads marvel's announcement again we're talking about conan in avengers no road home i believe issue number six uh, and it says, and while Conan and the Avengers will fight together, the question remains, whose side is Conan really on? The story starts in Avengers No Road Home number six. So I well, was indeed I'm right. Take a guess and say he's not on the Avengers side at first, and then ultimately, and then will be. To be on the yeah. Avengers side. Yeah. It's it just seems weird, and yeah, yeah. with the timing of it, it's like, okay, let's get going. Oh, you're what? How many issues have you got? Well, we're done five so far. We got those in the can. We're we're figuring out. Oh well. Number six, you should add Conan in because we just got the license. <laughs> it just seems weird. The next uh, deal and the second and uh, last story is Unstoppable Wasp number four. Push back four weeks. Marvel Comics Unstoppable Wasp number four has been pushed back four weeks to a new January 30th, 2019 release date. The fourth issue by creator uh, Jeremy Whitley and Guru was originally solicited for January 2nd. And why I even put this here and mention it is... These are the type of books that will probably be featuring on the weekends, like yeah. Double Wasp and things like that. I like the two issues I read. I was kind of into it with Agent of Girl. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Girl. Along, yeah. Girl. Along with this, number five has also been pushed back going from February 6th to February 20th. And the publisher gave no reason for these changes, which they often don't. They just kind of change it. It's probably art deal. Guru, ru, ru. Probably had some issues with the art, or maybe they had to change something with the issue itself. But we'll never know, and we'll have to wait for that. But yeah, I enjoyed the first two issues. It's it's a cute little. I like the art team on the book. Yeah, you know? yeah, so I love the art. Isn't that just one of those? They went mini. No, not mini. Oh, mini. Yep. Yeah, they announced okay. it, and when people, uh, you know, oh man, you know, on Stubble Wash, that didn't work before. And they said, well, it's just a mini. And then, so, oh man, you know, you you just want it to be a mini now because oh, it's an ongoing. And then it went back to a mini. <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going back. It's like Winter Soldier. Same thing yeah. happened with that. A bunch of these end up. We had Century, which I don't know if they've ever actually fully said that that is over. 
because no, we had I like ongoing, then it was going to be ma- mainly was ongoing with Jeff Lemire just doing the first five. And now it's just kind of sitting there. I have a feeling with a pretty cool like ending that happened. We'd like to see some more. I I have a feeling we are not going to see that for a while. If we do, even in that, yeah, yeah. The ending was almost like the end of the Matrix when uh, Neo just flies off. Yeah, and yeah, that and it's just out there for whoever wants to get involved. But we're going to start with the books that we're going to talk about tonight. We have four books. They're pretty much the bigger books that came out this week and the fresh start stuff. Starting with, uh, usually we have ended with Uncanny X-Men. Yeah. I just want to get it over with. Get it done with, yeah. Let's get it done with because we're going to start with that. You go with that, Brandon. All right. Well, you know, forgive me if this makes little sense, my blurbs here, because these are, you know, what I was writing and I I was passing in and out of consciousness while doing some of these. So. Uh, Uncanny X-Men number four, written by Matthew Rosenberg, Kelly Thompson and Ed Brisson, art by Pepe Larez, uh, or Pepe Perez. Yep. Uh, and Rochelle Rosenberg. Uncanny X-Men resumes its weekly mess of a story. And while there's nothing wrong with using politics, religious, or racial undertones to tell a story, it can't be all the story is about or the sole reason it exists. Even worse, when the story you're telling seemingly drifts between all these aforementioned issues without focusing on any single one of them with any weight, it plays out like an eye-rolling after-school special, uh, if they still do those. No, I don't even know if they do. I don't (laughs) think they do. (laughs) There's too much Dr. Phil on it. Yeah, nobody has cable anymore. Hopefully the flagship X-Men title eventually moves past all this and does something interesting one of these weeks, but I'm quickly losing all hope. Yeah, the the problem with this is Uncanny X-Men comes back, where at issue, you know, part four, obviously, it's it's four. We have it weekly, very weekly, as we joke before. But with this whole book, to me, number one, it's not fun. No. Number two, it's just the way that, and maybe it's because it's a weekly series, and, you know, they're kind of, spa- it just doesn't feel big. It doesn't no. feel like a grand return of a book that it should feel like. And I just, I think it's a I, lot to do with the characters they're featuring too. Yeah. Like, you know, these are some some of the core X Men, but a lot of the characters that end up getting featured in every issue, you just I don't at least care about. You know, no, I, no. they don't interest me in any way. And I feel like we've had this the same conversation in this book for four yeah. issues now between and, and, yeah and, the two different teams. Yep, and they have the teams separated. They have these new guys. And girls. Uh, And they're not featuring them either. At points, I think they're not featuring them enough. So I can't get a grasp of who and what they are. But then this issue, they're a little too much because they're, you know, whining and complaining to the point where I hate them. I I actually, (laughs) these new characters, and and you even have, you have like Glob there, who's supposed to be, you know, how can you hate him? But by the end, I'm just like, I don't care for him either. Yeah. You know, well, and, and even that second piece. team of the young kids don't even all agree on what they No, that, that's what I'm saying. And so and the other, action. you have Kitty Pride, who we get a glimpse of again, finally in this issue, but yeah. she's captured. You see so you don't get her. Uh, what's Bishop been doing? He, you know, all <laughs> these others are just in the back. Shot a dinosaur's leg off. Yeah. Like. And, and so with that, I just am not having fun. Then you have, you know, Nate Gray, the X-Man, who's pretty much Jesus. 
with and a twist. he's here. Yeah, I yeah. was just going to say, Nate Gray is Jesus with a twist. Yeah, yeah. So you have this going on. You do go and you do see Apocalypse. You do see Kitty. And, you know, that kind of gets a little bit exciting. But this whole idea of, you know, Magneto and Angel, where y- you start off and the X-Men look to be dead, which yeah. you know right away that, yeah. that it's some sort of mind control. They're you, you pros at avoiding death in this blown up yeah. mansion. They've done it a thousand times. Yeah. So they they go, they trick them, and one of the big things is is like, hey, did you see Angel? He didn't even blink an eye. And they yeah. do show him specifically, like he calls us home and they fly off. And- of, here here's some of my problem, because I know enough about the X-Men to know this. Is Angel every time there's, you know, the four horsemen of the apocalypse turns into Archangel. So this yeah. is basically just a play off that. And yeah. Something they've seen before. So I don't yeah. know why they're just totally and what's, shocked. Yeah, and what's funny is I don't have the X-Men background you have. So seeing that and that being played out to you is kind of old hat. You're like, oh, here we go again. Yeah. You know, there's Angel. But to me, it's somewhat new and it's not that exciting. You know, <laughs> it's just there. I'm like, oh, come on. I just I, I don't know what I want specifically from this book, but I do know that I wanted some fun. Yeah. And, this and I'll tell you, fun. these characters, I think the intent and design of them is supposed to be fun. I don't even think that's fun. No. Like Bearded Magneto and, and Omega uh, Red looks like just a monstrosity. Yeah, yeah. Like and an you know what's, you know what's yeah. weird about old Magneto is it just reminds me exactly of the multiple man uh, series, the mini series where we had old man Doctor Strange. Yeah. Where he looks just like him. So we just came off of that. But with this story, you have that whole thing with uh you know jamie madrox which is that's pushed aside a little until the end of this issue you have this bickering with the new you know the new recruit there's just too much going on and none of it's whether to involve legion or not yeah Yeah, legion's there and that's the big thing where legion is warning him about all this stuff that's happening he's gone completely insane here and uh the new recruits are like you know what i I think that these X-Men who have gone through everything possible, they can't be right. I mean, it's so ridiculous as you're reading it. Now, it may turn out in the end that Legion does end up helping them and the new recruits are right, but only because that's the twist that they're going to kind of shove at us. And and that's what even the new recruits are split about. They're split within their own group about what it's about. But these new recruits, the, the, the nerve. That they have to think <laughs> that that the X-Men, you know, they have gone through so many things with this. And, yeah. you know, Legion's trying to warn them. And, in fact, the whole concept is the X-Men uh, was created by Legion during the apocalypse. Like, there's that whole, it's starting to get a little convoluted yeah. for me being a new reader. I can follow it. But again, it's just yeah. He, he's come from some timeline that yeah. Legion created that that was supposed to be like dead and, and not exist anymore. But he snuck through to now, and he's trying to stop all this yeah. nonsense. Yeah. And war and and so you have where X Men is kind of he's Jesus. He is yeah. and basically like I mean listen, the cover is Jesus. Uh, and even can't. to the point where he's like he ends up using his. I mean he is a mega level power. It's even spelled out here where he ends up being able to pretty much. You know, telekinesis to everybody on the planet. And they even say, you know, even the professor couldn't do that. But he's doing this and basically says, listen, 
in seven days, the world's going to, it's, it's so much creation story. I'm like, all right. So, and what he wants to do is end up being like, okay, we're going to fix things. Mother earth needs to be held. You know, Hey, you guys go over there, Omega Red and Blob, you go and, and shut down these oil rigs and things like that. And you're getting the idea of like, what is justice? What's, you know, it's just crazy. You also have the Meg there, the giant shark jumps out. And even even that where they're throwing people off of this oil rig and they're going to, you know, blow it up and, and get rid of it. And this giant shark jumps out of the water to eat them. And it's not fun. No, it's just like what? What is going on? Well, I, I can't tell. Does this shark actually eat anybody? Because like, I'm there's going, a guy in its he mouth. Looks like he's got at least two. Yeah, <laughs> one looks like chopped in half, and one is in the mouth. But then they come and freeze them, and you know, and and even this just is also, like, you know, like, like a Meg, right? A megalodon. That, that's what I, it's the Meg. Yeah. It is the Meg. So yeah. it just, I my eyes rolled. So much, then. So you have that. Twenty three wants to stab it. Well, and that's what I was going to say. The dialogue and and where I'm really, where this is losing me the most, really. I said about not having fun, but also I'm just not getting any concept that they really care about these characters. You have X twenty three, the one big, the character I know the most in this. Every yeah. issue, you enjoy the most. I'm yeah. gonna stab that. <laughs> no, just a little. And and whoever we said we were trying to figure out who wrote each issue, whatever. I don't care anymore. I feel it's like just it's been not forever fun. since that book came out. Like yeah, that's yeah the, it, you know, I think that's next week too. So it? we'll okay. have that. Yeah, but I like that's my favorite character. It's one of my top three Marvel characters, and all she is in this book. I want to stab it. Can I stab it? And it just goes on from there. And yeah. everybody's, you know, you have, you know, uh, hey, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to send you back to the Ice Age. Oh, man, that's awful. Oh, workshop. I, I swear we used that joke last issue, which yeah. means somebody knew was writing this issue. And they, yeah. they, and they, they thought it the too. Jokes. Yeah, yeah, they didn't it, talk about the jokes they were going to write. It, it's not it's not good. And no. so while this is going on, like we said, the new recruits are back at the mansion. They're, they're fighting over. Over whether or not to let Legion go, you know that you know that's going to cause trouble. And then Glob goes to talk to Jamie Madrox, finds him in the bar, and this is like the weirdest ending. Uh, I, I didn't. I thought I was missing pages. I'm telling you, he just goes there and he says, "Hey, I knew I'd find you there." It's kind of you know, hey, Jamie's kind of lush there, and he's yeah. drinking. And, and basically, it's this: we need your help. No, come on, we need your help. No, we really need your help. Okay. Yep. It just be continued. (laughs) Okay. If you put it like that, no. Come on, Jamie. Fine. But if I die, it's on you. I'm like, really? And and basically, his big thing as is Legion. Uh, he doesn't want to get anything involved with Legion after what Legion has done to him, you know, possessing his mind and then creating all of these duplicates and things like that. So, you know, he has a reason to want to get out. But before, I mean, he showed up yelling and screaming about, you know, Kitty Pride and things like that. They still haven't found her. You would think that he still want to be involved in at least finding her, even if the future that he was trying to check, whatever. But yeah. it's just, please, no, please, no. Come on. OK. And then <laughs> ends. And so you have just this issue. It, it's the worst one. I think yeah, that I we've had. So too. I and didn't it, like it at all. It seems like it's really veering off to. Not really being anything I want to read, which is a shame because it comes out weekly. I know. And so I, 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 when we had this, 
you know, and, and we have to talk about it on the podcast. So obviously when it's coming out, it's weekly. I'm like, oh, here we go. And weekly books and me, they never match up. No, they, they don't never do well for me. Unless it's and, ironically, I enjoy them, you know? Yeah, I mean, we had some fun at the DC with the Batman and Robin Eternal. You get yeah. bait skipping to my loo and things like that. But the problem being is a lot of times these, and, and with three writers as well, you start getting a little inconsistencies between the writers. You said like Iceman, maybe that was Bobby's, you know, line there might've been a reused one, which I don't know. Also, if you start getting storylines like the bickering of the, the newer recruits, you get stuck with them every week for a while. Things drag out and it really is. Got, this should be, uh, this should be a home run. This book yeah. coming out, it should be just it, just get. Especially since you're doing this weekly deal to get to what will be the ongoing. Just have some fun for a little. Uh, but yet, it is pretty much the greatest hits that aren't so great here of the X Men, which continued this issue. So, and, and I agree with you as well. The art isn't the greatest either. No, and so that's uh, that's really not even it. saving it. Uh, but yeah, what did you give it? I gave it a four. Um, yeah. I'm with I, you. you know, like I said, I'm going to go four point five. I'm going to be positive. <laughs> story wise and art wise, there wasn't much I took out of it. Really no. having fun with and and there there's not much reason for me to continue it. Like I feel like now we're going to get back into multiple man who's who's kind of dominated a lot of the story already yeah, anyway. Yeah. So so we're just going back to some more of that. Um, you know, not something I really look forward to after reading that miniseries, yeah. which. You know how it ended. Wasn't yeah, yeah. Great. We weren't very big on the ending. We were so, big at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just feel like they're doing the uncanny name wrong after it being stagnant for so long and then bringing it back with kind of just like a ho hum story. And, and with, with a lot of callbacks, it seems like they're trying to do that are either missing the mark for me personally. I don't know how real X Men fans feel about them, but the uh, people who are reviewing it, it's, it's, it's not getting. Or- it's not getting yeah. great reviews. Okay. So, yeah, you know, keeping up but on again, that. does that, that doesn't mean that the people reviewing it are big X-Men fans. Right. Uh, my problem is I think they're going with this whole idea. It's a weekly book. And I think that they're falling into the trap thinking that since it comes out every week, you have to have 17 storylines. You yeah. don't, they, you, know, no. you don't have to do that. Just treat it like a regular deal and tell, you know, one coherent story that really means something just because characters show up. Uh, you know, just because Nate Gray shows up and he's Jesus doesn't mean that that's going to wow us. I need no. something more than that. And I, yeah. I'm really I wish that we could have just had fun and get to know the new recruits and things like that. And also get have people like me who don't even know all of the regular X-Men and, and show me stuff with that. And really the one character that I wanted, besides I said, Laura is my favorite, but that the one I wanted out of this. Uh, was Kitty Pride, and, yep. and she's tied she's to a been chair. Off the table, she's yeah, tied to a chair, and they great does panel. tell her like, "Oh, you'll we'll have your you know voice will be heard before long." I'm like, "Oh God, please!" I, I just wanted something more than this. It's just not hitting with me. Uh, we're gonna go to the next book though. That's a book that hasn't been hitting with us, and I'll tell you, you'll be shocked maybe to hear that I think this is one of the better issues. Of this series, it's Doctor Strange, by the way, uh, but also the way it falls into it, it's nonsense. So yeah. they're, they're really, it's the weirdest thing of being probably the better issue of the nine that we've read now. But yet, because not getting anything before, this is kind of 
Probably because it's for Hulk the most pucking. part a one-shot issue until the yeah. epilogue. Yeah, so it's Doctor Strange number nine, written by Mark Wade, art by Jesus Saez. This is not the worst issue of Doctor Strange we have gotten since Fresh Start started, and it may even be the best, but I was still upset after reading it since we really have gotten little from the series as a whole. It all seems like a stall to get to Legacy issue 400 next month. But I have little faith that Mark Wade will make that worth reading either. And yeah, that we have been wanting something to happen in this book. And yeah, he was in space until he wasn't. Yep. And they, he had a quick. duplicate until he, until he didn't. didn't. I mean, yeah. really, the, the stuff in space is just nonsense. Yeah. It, it really was. He went Even and, in the intro in the beginning now, the, it's all glanced over with yeah. in one sentence. Yeah, and, and while, while we've been reading this, and yeah, if you're a fan of this series, you probably disagree, but the book just doesn't seem to have any focus. You had this idea of going into space, which in my mind – all that was was to find that infinity stone, that one yeah. little part, and then try to build something around and make it seem like something because it all of a sudden he didn't have magic, was going into space to find it, and then all of a sudden he had magic. Yep. And, and I mean, really, a Using lot of it the, left and right. Yeah, no a lot problems. of the stuff must have happened off panel because I didn't see it. <laughs> and yeah, then he comes back to Earth and Casey. Uh, this girl that he accidentally left behind, taking a memory out. It wasn't really his fault, but she ends up becoming the duplicate Doctor Strange involved with more. It, it ended up the by the end fine with meaning it nothing. It, it really just everything was like, okay, that was weird. So yep. we go into this, and I didn't know if we were going to start you know, a new deal. We did have a kind of a cliffhanger that I thought there was going to be a big just to a, do. Just a guy in a... Top hat and a, sh- a shadow is always yeah that. yeah. So I thought, oh, this is going to be good, but this issue feels like more of something that you would get in an annual, yeah, uh, a one shot like deal. Story. And so this is kind of like a cool down issue before we get to four hundred, I guess, next month. But you don't need a cool down in a series that hasn't started up. Yeah. It's like me telling you, you know, you haven't driven your car in two days, but you better lay off it. Well, you can you can sum up the first eight issues of the series in the two sentences they give you before this storyline starts, yeah. where it says yeah. Stephen Strange has returned from his ventures across the galaxy, but the most fearsome threats are always close to home. Like that's yeah. the, the eight issues we've read so yep, far. That's eight issues. So <laughs> and and again. As a one-shot, if you haven't read Doctor Strange and you really, really want to get an issue, this is actually okay because yeah, this bad. goes even back in time. And it just it's pretty much the history of Bleecker Street and, and why Doctor Strange will protect it with his life. Uh, that's all it is. It's basically there is a – From anybody, demons yeah, yeah. or demons, just regular people. people. Yeah, they want to gentrify the neighborhood at first. They, they're going to end up coming and, you know, they want to buy up the neighborhood and change it. And, you know, Stephen doesn't want to do it. And you're led to believe through this whole thing while you see through the years all the time he saved people on the street. There's been times where, you know, these bad guys were moving in to tough arm people to sell <laughs> and set fire to the laundry – uh, Stephen went in and saved the guy. You have where he babysits, and yep. and the little. I'm telling yep. you, the, the funny thing about this is you are trying to play with the idea that these neighbors aren't quite aware that he is Doctor Strange. But right away, you, you don't think those kids are going to be telling their grandmother, yeah. "I was gone a unicorn." I was we, riding a unicorn puppy that flew me around his house. Yeah, and I had blocks, and I was using some magic to go. So it ends up being, and in a funny way that I thought Mark Wade could have even made a lot more funny, 
is the idea that they're having this whole deal and and they end up where these guys who want to buy pretty much it goes down to Stephen Strange's house after a while just that end up releasing Stephen Strange is Dr. Strange. He's in the neighborhood. Uh, Satanism. And, and you get protesters and things like that. So they have a meeting and they're like, yeah, you know what? This is the village. You know, I, I and the the best is like, I, I saw the Hulk leaving Europe. The house wants. I know you're Dr. Strange. He's like, that's yeah. not even the weirdest thing I've seen. Right. And, and so it's funny. You know, you get this idea that this community loves him because he protects them. They protect. He protects them. Uh, you even have the one lady's like, I don't know, maybe we should listen to these tabloid reporters. But even so, it's a nice thing to show. And what ends up happening by the end is this guy reveals himself to be this big demon. They do want the house. They want, you know, Stephen Strange's house, which he then says, listen, I don't want to not say, you know, I'm not selling it. Because of the secrets in the house. That has yeah. nothing to do with it. Come with me anyway. Yeah, he says the house can be anywhere. They're on the moon at that point. And yep. he says, why I'm not doing it is because I love the people of the neighborhood. I love the neighborhood. So it's a nice wraparound deal. Again, like an annual. Because now we're almost done. And yeah. all it does is leave. Kills the to... bad guy. We'll never see him again. Yeah, he's on That's the moon. That's a cool ending, though. I did like yeah. how he got rid of him. Oh, yeah. He ended up taking the house to the moon. Opening the door and shoving him out. Yeah. <laughs> I even cool. like the point where he's there and he meets up with this big corporation that wants to buy. And he's like, you know what? You, you've been strong arming me. You've been, you know, throwing the stuff that I'm a Satanist in the paper. I, my lawyer has something to say and <laughs> walks this huge demon with a briefcase. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And then they have the name. He's like, you're going to put next day in the paper. You're going to put that you it's were clear. lying. And they, yeah. they did that. But that leads to this main guy, like we said, showing up and ends up turning into a demon himself. He attacks and just says, I want all the secrets that you have. He's like, the the house, I could just move the house. They move to the moon. He kicks him out. The guy can't breathe and he leaves. But then it ends with an epilogue again, which is the only thing you really need to read to go to the next issue. Yeah. Yeah. And it's two pages. it's the master shows up, said there's trouble, and basically calls Stephen master. There yeah, you go. The ancient one. Yeah, yeah the, the ancient one. Calls him master and says there's something coming down. It's terrible. I need your guidance, master. And say, oh, no. <laughs> and then, yeah, you have next uh, Doctor Strange number four. See, I don't know if this is the guy that came to his house, though, the other day. Do you think it was? Yeah, I think it was. I, I, I think. Oh, no, no. You mean the guy, the, the bad the guy? Or, or the oh, guy I, the I don't know. At the end with the shadow. No, I don't think it is. I think that top hat thing where we may find out that was just the guy maybe that was trying yeah. to buy the house. <laughs> Uh-huh. We were all excited about, <laughs> or maybe it'll just go to because it does start out ten years in the past, so maybe that'll start out the issue four hundred, which yeah. will be our our issue number ten. Uh, it's just odd, and yeah. and this is what's happening in this uh, is I'm getting the idea that Mark Wade doing this book is kind of like there's been some stuff that at the DC end of things, I what comes to mind would be the Batman Beyond book mm-hmm. where you get through a lot of nonsense to end with a cliffhanger that seems interesting. And then you repeat that the next issue, you keep yep. going to get to what seems to be the most interesting part is the last two pages where it's oh the guy with the top head oh my and then we never get to it then when this here we have the ancient one calling steven master 
and then we'll go and so hopefully something starts giving in this because i want to like this book i, I want to like dr strange and like i said this one is the better issue but because of what we've got for it, it just seems weird to have a one shot like this up until the end, but I'm still going to give it a six five. Uh, I like the art a lot, so I could even go as high as a seven. It's just the where it's positioned in this series kind of brings me down. But what would you give it? Yeah, I, I, I'm a little higher than you, but I'm not at a seven, I'm at a six eight. Uh, okay. You know, I, I like the art in this issue a lot, but I, you know, the art's never really been a problem no. in this series. Uh, the, the one shot story was, you know, it was entertaining enough, you know, yeah. I got a few chuckles out of it and the demons look cool. You know, I can say that for sure. Yep. Uh, but you know, other than that, yeah, you need the last three pages to, to go forward in this yep. title. So I can't oh, quite nudge it up to that seven score. I am with you, but we're going to go to your quick books of the week, which are those. Yeah. We're going to catch up on the spider get in tie-ins. I haven't uh, mentioned like anything so long about, ago. Since yeah, we've talked anything spider get This week, all that came out was like uh Spider-Man guide. Yeah. yeah with every, you know, I looked through it. Did you look through it at all? No, I didn't. I yeah, didn't. I looked through it, and it's you know it filled me in on a couple characters at least. So yeah, I, I didn't mind that, but yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't buy those. Those are kind of throwback to past times. Now Wikipedia exists; it's not really needed, you know. Yeah. But uh, Spider Girls Two will start things off with. That's written by Jody Hauser, art by Andreas Genelet, Jim Charapamlitis. God help me with that last name. Yes. Fiona Farrell. Uh, Spider-Girls has been a worthy tie-in so far for the most part, at least after the first issue, and compared to some of its counterparts. However, this effort seems to suffer a bit from a lack of story this issue, where not much is done other than introduce a few inheritors into the mix for a little tension. Ultimately, things wrap up when this universe's Harry Osborn turns into a giant spider himself, possibly because of Annie, but we don't go much further than that. Uh, tune in next issue... See if Annie can crack the mystery of these scrolls. Until till then, uh, there was some decent art in this issue, but it can basically be safely skipped, and you can grab the final one and jump into the final wow. issue of Spider Geddon from there. Uh, borrow, basically, for me. Yep, I would um, agree. Yeah, and then the second one is Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider 2. Uh, Seanan McGuire is writer. Art of Rosie Campy and Ian Herring. And a real bummer of an issue, Gwen comes off as mostly unlikable character as does this universe's peter parker when they sort of blackmail each other into helping uh each other out see this stacy this gwen stacy of this universe is better known as the green goblin and she's the only one that can get our gwen back to spider geddon yeah so why does everyone need to be a jerk in order for this to happen oh they're, they're all jerks <laughs> I, I I read this twice. At one point, uh, we I was even thinking we were going to put this uh, as a main book. Like we, you know, we wanted to do the the yeah. smaller book, so this would be. Oh my! They, they, bad, yeah. Peter, I just wanted to smack. Yeah, I'm right like, Glenn, please punch him in the face. Oh, he wasn't so being much annoying. better, even though he was a jerk too. No, yeah. Oh my God, they, oh. they're not likable. Yeah, they, they are so. It, at least it gets you <laughs> wanting to get the heck out of that world yeah. because they are just not likable at yeah. all. I'm like, fix it on your own and get away yeah. from this. Dude. Oh, oh uh, goodness! <laughs> the art suffers a lot this issue as well, with most of the characters looking like little people instead of actually teenage kids. Hard forget yeah. on this title uh, with the hopes of a possible improvement after Spider Geddon ends. Yeah, 
Yeah, oh, I, I read this and I just I was gritting my teeth as I like why are forever such... to read too. There was so much dialogue for just like nothing yeah. being accomplished. Uh, it, it, it was the it same was argument, tough. the entire yeah. issue. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, are we ready for my quick picks? Then is that your Deadpool. quick pick? Is this yeah, a down mine... issue of Deadpool? Or no, mine is Deadpool number seven. Scotty Young writing and art by Nick Klein, and it is a Christmas issue. And and when you see it, you can see right away it's Santa and Deadpool on the cover basically you could kind of come up with the idea of what the story would be a bunch of kids are mad that santa kind of ditched them uh end up pooling their money together to hire deadpool to go to the north pole and kill santa he goes he has to fight <laughs> past uh mrs claus ends up seeing that santa is pretty anorexic he hasn't eaten in a while because one of the elves has gotten a little too big for his britches he ended up being kind of the labor union leader of the elf yeah. Went a little over the top, ended up kind of outsourcing everything for himself <laughs> to make money. So you have all that with Deadpool. Jews and Amazon, huh? Yeah, 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 pr- pretty much. Deadpool goes off to get him and, you know, does Deadpool things, ends up saving Christmas. And then at the end, ends up jumping on Santa's sleigh and starts throwing presents out and wrecking cars and things <laughs> like that. He's just throwing presents out. And again, this is a one shot type deal for the holiday season. And it's it's not bad. I yeah, mean, okay, it's good. not bad. And I think that Deadpool's kind of been this type of book anyway. It, yeah. You know, when it when I've liked it the most are these one shot stories. You don't have to have an ongoing story on a Deadpool book. I it works so just having either. these things. And especially Small arcs if you do. Yeah, yeah. And especially for, you know, it's the holiday season. It it lends itself to do that. I thought that this was pretty good. Uh if you have wanted to get a Deadpool book. Uh, I would say buy it. I mean, it's at least good for a borrow to see if you like it. But the problem with this is every time I read Deadpool, it never makes me think that, okay, got to get the next issue. It yeah. just go into it and enjoy, you know, what you're getting at that specific time and, and then go with a it. Laugh, it might help you out. Yeah, yeah. Now I have another quick pick that isn't a it's not a marvel book but uh-huh. i i don't know if you know about it. it's an idw book uh, it's marvel spider-man one? marvel action spider-man number yeah. one and i just want to bring it up quick just because around the holidays and things like that if you do have some younger kids in the house uh or you just want to get a, a pretty fun enough spider-man book it's not in continuity it's more along the lines of the movie coming out. Because is this it the is, Tom Taylor one or no? No, this is Delilah Dawson. This is okay. a book that basically has Miles, Gwen, and Peter all together in it without telling an origin, really. They're just kind of there. It, the whole wraparound story is that they are going to try to get an internship with Tony Stark. So you have Peter Parker, Miles Morales, Gwen Stacy are there to interview Tony and then they have these rabid dogs that kick out. And basically, you see Peter jump into being Spider-Man. He goes around. Miles ends up not in the, you know, my, you know, not in his Spider-Man outfit yet, but he will be. Even the cover has, you know, Gwen and uh, Miles in their Spidey outfits. And then uh, what's it called? Spider-Man going. So it, it kind of lends itself that if you watch the go to see the new movie, uh, and maybe just want to have somebody in your family, younger kids or whatever, want to read. It's an all ages book. Uh, can go and read just and have some fun with the characters. It's not in continuity, like I said. It it, it might throw some people off yeah. because, like I said, right away they go into this. 
you know, into this internship thing, trying to get this interview and like, okay, well, here's where we're going to sort you out. Everybody is an Ironman fan. You sit there. And, and of course, everybody wants to sit there because they're there to interview Tony Stark. They're kissing butt. And like, if you're a Captain America fan, you sit there. And if you're a Spider-Man fan, you sit there. And of course, that's where Peter Miles and Gwen sit. And then they kind of get, and at one point, uh, Miles disappears. He goes invisible, and Peter's confused of what what happened. Things like that. So yeah. it, it's just a fun little deal. And I, I see the reviews. The reviews are very mixed. I read it. And I had a good time with it. Uh, once you know what's going on and kind of go, that's why I think that it's it's almost a good thing that it's an IDW book and not a Marvel book because you can kind of go and go. Okay, it's an IDW. It doesn't have to follow. The right. thing. It's just this Marvel action. They're going to have a continuation of this. They have a bunch of other books, a Black Panther one, an Avengers one. I actually thought it was good. For the first one that came out, I was actually pretty into it. Uh, but yeah, if, for a Christmas gift, if, if one of your youngins wants a Spider-Man book and you don't think that they would, you know, dig what's going on in the main thing, that that's yeah, a little too mature, little mature. Yeah, mm-hmm. then this is something you can grab. And I think that some people would have fun with it. But we're going to get back to the regular books and get back to it by going to, I believe I'm going here, Venom, Venom. right? Venom's yeah. the next one. All Venom right. number nine, uh, but written by Donny Cates, art by Ryan Stegman, J.P. Mayer. Frank Martin and VCs Clayton Cowles. Venom has done some interesting things since all the symbiote God Null stuff has come to a conclusion, but also kind of meandered a bit. This issue seems like a bit of, bit more of that uh, than the explosive start we kicked this title off with. Now, yeah. I've never disliked any issue, but I'm also not a patient fella, so slowing things down for so long doesn't always work for me. Anyway, Eddie ventures back to San Francisco here. With a, with a sidekick, quote-unquote, to visit his old pops, things happen again, and by the end, bada-bing, bada-boom, let's do a hit. Bada-bing, bada-boom. But who's asking? <laughs> it, it's it's so funny. A lot of people were asking me, oh, have you read Venom? Have you read Venom? Because there's a lot of narration. There's a lot of just talking. And the weird thing about this issue is probably about a quarter to a halfway through, I was not really enjoying it. I, I really wasn't. Uh, like you said, I thought it was a little down. I, I felt like it was just something we did already. And- yeah. By the end, though, how it ended, and I'm talking maybe the last, you know, four or five pages, I was in then. So I, I did like it. But I, I do like the idea that he goes, he's heading home. We knew that he was. And it does take a long while for him to get home, yeah. for him to get involved. As a dog, as a dog. On a leash. It I, I, very weird. I felt like I missed an issue. Yeah, it felt very weird the way he was doing that. But then you also, you get a background of Eddie where, you know, he was involved in an accident that caused his family to go bankrupt. You have all these things with it. His sister died. And that's a good setup because he gets to his father and his father is just a lunatic yelling. Mm-hmm. Now, again, he did show up in the series, end up showing up where Venom kind of just took him there. And then he and it caused some problems. So he's like, you get out of here, you know. And, and then the big thing, the big turning point is him saying, like, you know, I know you're upset about, you know, my sister. And he's like, what are you talking about? You don't have a sister. I never had a daughter. And you're like, what is going on? And that's yeah. where you start to get the idea. This is not his father. And, and he goes into the house. The symbiote goes nuts. And we've already been told this is where. I, I didn't mind the dog bit, but the thing was the symbiote really was kind of brain dead. And yeah. I, I didn't even know, like, 
See, it's I, weird I seeing him idea, as a dog. I got the idea it's his dad, but he never had a sister, and this is an implanted memory yeah, but I'm by saying the symbiote. The, the weird thing about it is, is just at the end when his... I guess brother, Step because brother he does come down yelling, brother. you know, yeah. dad, what happened? Dad, what happened? And that's where Eddie's like, you just said, dad, I got to get out of here. And he gets out. But at the end, his brother comes up and says, we have to kill uh, our dad. He yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's about our dad. We need to kill him. He I think all beat up like he whooped his butt. Yeah, I, I actually think that maybe the dad is the one who's being controlled by something and something's going wrong with that. I, I wonder if Donny Cates would switch it around that that whole thing with his sister was an implanted memory would be a little, you know, that's pretty dark. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in this, you know, you have some, you know, classic art where the symbiote ends up being a, a kind of like a door with teeth at one point. And, yeah, you know, that going. Good. But it's just, there's not much to it. We're pretty yeah. much done talking. Well, he didn't about. give Stegman, I'm glad Stegman's back, but he didn't get a whole lot to do no. this issue other than, no. you know, draw the symbiote dog, which doesn't yeah, do the much symbiote really dog. sticks to the doorway. And, and then, then basically a haunted house type deal yeah. with people running around and falling. And yeah, and even at the point, I did like the kind of combo deal and kind of shows where he runs out in front of a car. Eddie runs out because he's like, I got to get out of here when he sees the kid again, which shocked him the last time he was there. And he goes to run out and he's like, oh, no. And the car pretty much it looks like somebody's dead because of him. And he's just like, boy, this is just not good. (laughs) My father was right. Everywhere I go, there is misery and death. I got to get out of here. Uh, But yeah, he kind of goes, he's laying there in an alleyway and that's when this brother of his comes up. And also, I mean, I guess he could have broken his arm when all this went down, but I don't see where he could have broken that arm. And he shows up with his arm in a sling as if the father has beaten the living crap yeah, that's what out I of think, yeah. His eye is closed, all that. That doesn't look like it happened because I, you know, I'm going back and looking as what happened with it. The kid kind of stayed free and clear. Yeah, everything. No, it's not from Eddie. I think the no. dad beat the crap. Yeah, I think the dad beat the That's crap him as well. I just yeah. don't think that the dad's on the up and up, especially with that whole idea of not knowing he had a sister. I think he's or the there. makers come to visit him and and now. you know instructed him to stay the hell away from him. Yeah, or, yeah. You know. I, I I get the idea. Maybe this was to and and the kid looks a lot like the young Eddie as well. So it, it yeah, I yeah. don't know what's going on. So we'll have to see. It intrigues me at the end. I love Ryan Stegman's art, but like you said, there's not much to go with here. Uh, but what he gets, he does well. He, he does well all the time. He's one of the best artists out there, especially the beginning. Uh, the beginning where you have a lot of the narration, but that black and dark background uh, when they're on the bus, that that looks great. Yeah, And, and then he kind of, I don't know, it kind of seems like a little of it not as good as what we've gotten from Ryan. Well, I, I it's just still think great. he gets bored. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It's yeah, still great. But it's just, you know, this is a book that we usually go through and, and we're floored every panel. Uh, so I'm going to give this a seven. I still, it's one of my favorite books that we do. Uh, it's just, this is kind of like a issue. down it's issue. We're going to have yeah. to see what's going to, uh, what would you give it? Yeah, I'm, I'm under you. I'm going to go with six. I really, okay. you know, I really like the art, but the story didn't do much for me at all. Uh, kind of, you know, we saw the results of the same thing happening last time Eddie was at his dad's house, just yeah. with not the twist at the end with his brother coming back to him, uh, in the end. So, you know, that, that does intrigue me. I want to see what they do. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, not not much else in the issue other than that. Yeah, yeah, I I'm with you. Uh, the next one and the last one that we're going to talk about tonight is uh, probably the best issue of yeah, the week. I, like um, I, I do like it, and it is Immortal Hulk, and it's Immortal Hulk number 10. i got to get my notes now. I, I went off my notes trying to find something, but well, Immortal Hulk number 10. written by Al Ewing. Al Ewing, <laughs> art by Joe Bennett. Immortal Hulk continues to be consistent, and we finally get more of the green door, which leads everyone to hell. I'm still a little foggy on the details of the series, <laughs> uh, but too. it's weird. I'm enjoying it. I, maybe it's just because now I'm like, I the... The nighttime is his time deal. Uh, I can kind of just kind of, you know, okay, whatever. And it got yeah. a little more confusing in that best defense issue this week. It did. Um, but yeah, this is a good horror comic. There are things in this comic that are just ghastly. I know. <laughs> the absorbing man. Well, is Skinny just, Hulk is just. Oh my God. Skinny Hulk is awful. His pants are saggy pants. You know, I'm not trying to criticize home. anybody here, but I can't look at pictures of anorexic people. No, I'm, I'm, comic, telling I'm like, gross. The Skinny oh, Hulk is the worst. But yeah. yeah, while this is going on, the absorbing man is quote somewhere else it seems like he's already kind of in hell uh but his body which i i still don't know how is still i think uh, it's surviving drugs they gave him i guess going off and and the weird thing is the animal twitching kind of yeah yeah Uh, the weird thing about this is is you then saying oh sorry yeah yeah this whole (laughs) thing yeah he's sorry and uh you have the whole thing with shadow base which is there to kill hulk stop them whatever because they have that sniper which is the guy that we saw before i actually didn't realize until later that his hand had turned into a sniper rifle until they said they had later about his hand too. yeah and they said it later very clear i guess yeah, later the, like three pages everything. later he says break cover and you'll lose your effectiveness probably that gun arm of yours too i'm like gun arm yeah <laughs> was, like oh yeah to me yeah so we it's the same guy who made that gun before that we were confused but yeah while shadow base is watching this and wants to take the shot and this guy uh, over and over i got the shot i want to take it no yeah. not yet and it, it yeah, and it's just Hulk pretty much ripping spines out <laughs> of the absorbing man, ripping, you know, guts apart. Hitting him with it at one point ends Loose up using his, his ball chain and chain. And ball, yeah. yeah, his ball and chain is a skull and his spine. Yeah. And he's just doing that, and you have this guy, I can do it. Hulk's fighting back, but I, I can take the shot. I got a clear shot. Negative. And, and then Legowski makes the worst business decision ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they <laughs> do what they do. They have gamma force is coming down then. And they're going to try to, you know, save Hulk. He ends up just going nuts, grabbing their their ship that comes down and just crashes it. And all heck is breaking loose. I yeah. mean, you really have it. So then this guy with his gun arm has cyanide uh, point, hollow point bullets. Where does he shoots. put those? That's I just- don't know. I, I guess maybe he eats them and then just <laughs> forms them in. They are his teeth. But yeah, he shoots the Hulk in the face, right in the eye. And then Hulk pretty much just flips out. That's when, I, yeah, no. yeah, that's when he grabs the ship. Uh, Langowski's in big trouble. You have a lot of stuff going on. They shoot Hulk in the stomach. Uh, while this is there, the whole deal is is that the Observing Man's body now, which is a half of a, a head on each side saying, sorry, 
guts coming out, starts running. No spine or skull. No, nothing. Just starts running, and then Hulk realizes why. He is running to the point where exactly the Hulk ended up becoming the Hulk, which we knew they were at the base already. He's going to the exact spot. So basically, it's – and I still – I can't say I understand it. I no, don't me either. I, you know, I don't get this. He's but going to there he opens to the door here, it. though. He does open the door, but I don't understand how the Hulk realizes that's what's going on. And he says he absorbed. Obviously, you see, you know, Hulk. And the best part is they do go with the art pretty well. Joe Bennett's art that. Hulk has lost all of his stuff, so he has flappy skin. Yeah, it's, it's like when, when it's a, like big a guy lost 400 pounds. Oh, yeah. it's the worst. I worked with a guy who was 600 pounds. He actually got down at one point to like 220 and then ended up getting it all back, which seems to be so impossible. Sad. But uh, yeah, when he lost it, boy, he had a lot of a lot of flappy skin going on. <laughs> and that's, I'm looking at, oh man, yeah, that guy died of a heart attack, you know, surprisingly. But yeah, when when, Lingow- when Lingowski's down there, they're all down the, the uh, what's her name is there, the reporter, uh, they had her come down, you know, they're all there. And the absorbing man runs off and he's going towards the spot where Creel is going off to where the exact spot was where the Hulk became it. And that's where he realizes he's heading toward the bomb site, the gamma bomb site, banners bomb. First time ever. This is all Hulk is kind of saying this as he has bullet holes all through him. And really the most the worst panel to me of uh, Hulk is when he goes, oh, the green door. I know what he wants. And he's just there. And uh, he he looks horrendous. Yeah, he looks so bad. Uh, so he looks like a little dwarf is what he looks like. The, and uh, he, the second last page is horrific, too. Yeah. His, his face on that second last yeah. page. I'm like, get away from me. Yeah, really. Creature. He's just going. So he's going there and he's like, we, we got to stop him. You got to stop him. And nobody, they, they won't let him go. And he can't yeah. go. Where, you, you get the idea Shadow Base wants Creel to open this. Yeah, I, I guess so. I, I think that what they wanted to do, obviously, was. And, and through this, you have this, you know, uh, can I take the shot? Can you take the shot? And at one point, I actually thought they were talking about shooting Creel just because that was like their experiment gone wrong. Yeah, I, yeah, that I think that I, I think that Hulk figured it out that what they wanted Creel was supposed to absorb all the gamma from the Hulk. I don't think that they knew that the Hulk's father was absorbed into the Hulk, so that's yeah. a little bit, you know, there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a little twist, but he's getting all that. Then to go to the biggest spot of gamma that there's ever been and somehow absorbing all of that would then open up the green door to hell. I don't yeah. know what, how one plus one just equals sends two. everyone around there as well. Yeah. And that's what happens. It actually just, the green door explodes and then pretty much everyone involved in the story is now in hell. It seems you have even gun hand, uh, you know, <laughs> he's trying because they have it. And Jackie, the reporter who it's so funny to get her there yeah. was just there. She, they're like, Hey, you want to come with us? Why would I come with yeah. you? I, like, I, I can't have be part. I can't tell an independent story if I go. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, That's no, no, just come. About. And they go, and yeah, you have all no these guys no. there. So you have shadow base guys. You have the Hulk. You have Gamma, you know, Gamma Flight there. And uh, so that's crazy because they are what Hulk says. You know, we're where we've always been, where everybody's always been. We're in hell. And it just looks like to me 
that possibly they're playing off of that you know, this hell is just an opposite version of what's going. I mean, there's a lot of skyscrapers. It looks like an apocalypse. So I don't know if we're necessarily in hell or are we in a hellish version of what the earth could have been? I, I think that we're more in hell, but it just seems weird. Yeah. That you have broken down buildings and things. And things. Yeah. It's a weird concept. I agree. Uh, yeah. I'm interested in it though. I, you know, it, we've been waiting the books. Yeah. I, I, I guess it's kind of won me over in the end. Yeah, It has won um, me over. Yeah. I, and, I'm, and I you know. actually kind of look forward to it more than I don't when it, when it pops up, like I save it for last. Cause I know I'll at least find something I like. Yeah, I said, it's consistent. And, you know, it's uh, some people think it's a 10 out of 10. I don't think it's that high, but I'm enjoying it. And uh, I I will tell you that I think I'm enjoying it more when we don't have any banner. I I like the Hulk. And even when he's getting shot, even when he's anorexic, I like the issues more with Hulk than without him. And, you know, I like that when we have Hulk, we're not worrying about the night times, his time and things like that. I, I really don't need that. Uh, that is the least interesting, though. I still want to know what that means. But to me, it's the least interesting part of this. And I actually thought by now they were going to have a thing where when he got absorbed, that would kind of absorb the whole deal and banner would kind of be on the side for now. But I would give this an 8.5. I, I really enjoyed it. That's easily my book of the week. Uh, what would you give it? I'm going to give it an eight. Uh, I'm getting <laughs> harassed over here. Yes. Apples and water. No, apples. And, and my list keeps growing as. Uh, yes, as it goes. I'll, I'll well, be up there shortly. Tell okay. her we are almost done. What would you give it? Yes. A go- I will be right upstairs. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> hey, I would give it an eight. I really, I really liked uh, yeah. it. Um, the art is gross, uh, but in a it good is. way. Yeah. Uh, you know, the the horror vibe is, is working for me in this Hulk so far. And even though I'm blocked on Twitter, I don't hold it that much against No, I, I'm blocked by uh, him as well, but that was more for me arguing it, with it, him. It's just, a, it's just a decently written book that yeah. I can look forward to enjoy. You know, it, it's not super deep and there's a few answers I still would like, but it, I can take what I'm getting for now. Yeah. Okay, and that's the end of the podcast. My book of the week, and obviously yours is Immortal Hulk number ten. So yep. we're we're both. I think in. even out of both of them, uh, you know, I don't think we did anything over an eight in the in the Wednesday one. That yeah, I can yeah. Remember so either. yeah, this is definitely the best book that came out this week. Venom's good too, but yeah, Immortal Hulk number ten is the best. I have a, a list of some of the things that are coming out next week that we'll talk about on one or the other podcast. We're gonna have to decide that. Uh, Amazing Spider Man number eleven comes out avengers number 11 black panther number seven i if they if i can get three issues in a row that i enjoy and i'm including last one i'll say i enjoyed it enough yeah if we get three then maybe we will feature that this is the thing this is almost the the weekend could be the podcast where things can try to make their way back to the main one on wednesday so (laughs) if anything it'll show up on the weekend first Maybe Black Panther can make its way back. I don't know that. We have Fantastic Four Wedding Special number one comes out. We have Miles Morales Spider-Man number one. We have the Spider-Force and Spider-Girls number three each. And Spider-Gwen Ghost Spider number three. Yes, we have that. Uh, Other things like Best Defense Doctor Strange number one comes out. We have the Black Order number two. I believe that the Best Defense Silver Surfer comes out as well. Yeah, I think so. That's not listed there. We have the Black Order number two that comes out. Did you read number one at all? 
No, I didn't. Was I didn't either. Good? I didn't read it. Oh, so okay. that's one of the ones that maybe that'll make it yeah. uh, to this. Unstoppable loss number three, Typhoid Fever, Iron Fist one. I'm just going down the list here. Uncanny X-Men number five, X-23 number seven that you wondered uh, when yeah, that was coming out. So we have a bunch of stuff. So we'll be doing some of those on Wednesday, probably the bigger books, obviously. And then we'll have a couple of the others on the weekend. Uh, but that's it. That's the end of the podcast. Again, if you want to email us and talk to us about stuff, you can email us at weirdsciencemarvelcomics at gmail.com. I started that up, and I will wait with bated breath for emails, and we'll read. And just to let everybody know that if you hadn't been listening to our DC podcast, we will read any and every mail. So if you hate us, you certainly can email and tell us, and it will be on the Still podcast. Still get on. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I do not like to censor stuff like that. In fact, I have a lot of fun when people well, – but if you're going to badmouth anybody, badmouth Brandon. Not me, because yeah. then I might get from Buffalo. We, we yeah. badmouth each yeah. other. There you go. So that is it. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you on Wednesday.